Well, one of the more interesting phenomenons of this pandemic has been the popularity of pandemic puppies. But with more families with dogs, is it creating a crisis amongst vets? Let's ask Cliff the Vet, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Cliff, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay, too. Thanks. All right, let's uh, delve into this a little bit here. It seems like more families have more dogs. Is it creating a bit of a crisis amongst uh, vets? Uh, sort of. It's, we're definitely busier. The industry all across uh, Canada is having a major sort of time crunch and work crunch. And uh, it's getting to the point that even emergency hospitals, because we're directing some of our cases to them, are having to close their doors. So, uh, but it's it's both the, due to the number of new pets, and there is a, a, an increase, a bigger increase than expected, but also the workload and the staffing numbers are a huge issue. So is this similar to what we're hearing in hospitals and a burnout amongst our uh, frontline uh, workers or healthcare heroes? Is there a bit of a burnout, a bit of a fatigue being felt in the uh, veterinary industry? Yeah, unfortunately, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think we have uh, some of the greatest team members here, the technicians, the animal care assistants, you know, the veterinarians, even the receptionists. We're all working really, really hard. And and uh, to be honest, everyone's dealing with these extra challenges and stresses. And, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of the sort of paraprofessionals, a lot of the assistants are leaving the industry and just finding uh, more pleasant pastures, maybe. That's too bad. That's uh, really sad because I know you and uh, others in this uh, industry, you're in it because uh, you've got a passion. You've got a passion for animals. Yeah, and it is, uh, you know, we're going to keep working hard. And, and, you know, here in the Markham area where my clinic is, uh, the different clinics are actually contacting each other. Normally we're competitors, but we're actually contacting each other and kind of helping out when we can and, and seeing each other's um, emergencies but, uh, you know, some of the veterinarian staff, you know, like the non-veterinarians, the assistants, they're the, uh, they're the unsung heroes in this, in this industry. They're working their butts off. Now, I understand that complaints to the college, the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, up some 40% over the uh, past year. And is this uh, directly related to what you've just been discussing here, Cliff, the fact that there's just not enough doctors, there's not enough staff? Yeah, you know what? I've I've been so busy. I haven't even been reading my uh, my my journals from our college. I didn't even realize there were that many complaints. I used to be on the complaints committee, so I can tell you that uh, whenever there are new challenges, whenever there are time crunches and and emergencies like there are now, communication is the first thing that suffers. And if there's bad communication and and bad patience and understanding from, and I mean patience as far as being patient. Uh, on either side of the uh, the glass door, let's say, then complaints are going to go up. So that uh, that certainly makes sense. All right. So, what is your advice to uh, pet lovers uh, right now? Where they got dogs or uh, cats? Uh, again, is it just simply uh, that? Uh, please uh, have uh, patience. Yeah, I mean that certainly helps, of course, with any industry. You know, the serving industry, uh, any of the uh, you know, if you're going to get groceries or going to the veterinarian. Um, hopefully not at the same place. Um, you got to be patient. But as far as pet owners are concerned, you know, a couple of things. If you just got a pet, even if your animal is not sick, make sure you have a, a relationship with a veterinarian and then contact your veterinarian, whether it's a long term, your long term veterinarian or not, and find out what their emergency protocols are. Because if they're booked up weeks in advance and then all of a sudden your dog or cat 
has diarrhea or limping or an ear infection, you need to know how you're going to be able to be seen. They may have a cutoff. You know, a lot of vet clinics will squeeze animals in, even if they're booked up, and they'll say, hey, bring your animal, have it stay here for a few hours, and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it. But there's going to be a time crunch, right? You can't call us an hour or two before we close and expect us to be able to see you, and then you're going to end up having to call an emergency hospital. And if your animal's not on the critical list, they're going to end up calling you back in 12 hours. You may have to wait until the next day. So talk to your veterinarian and your veterinarian team well before there's an issue. Just let them know you realize it's busy and ask how you can make things easier on them and therefore easier on your pet should okay. something uh, happen. All right. I got less than a minute, but let me ask you, what about on the industry side here? Do we just need uh, more doctors, uh, more vets, uh, more healthcare professionals for our pets and uh, our, our loved ones? Yeah. You know what? This is a great time for anyone who's graduating as a veterinarian technician or an animal care assistant, or even wants to leave their current profession and get into the uh, profession of, of working at a veterinarian clinic. Um, I would say we need more vet assistants and vet techs and receptionists. Um, you give me one good uh, or two good technicians and, and that'll, that'll take the spot of one or two veterinarians. They're the real, uh, they're the real hard workers in this industry. So we definitely need more people. Well, it goes without saying, uh, Cliff, uh, you're one of the best, and we appreciate the time uh, with us here this afternoon. Thanks, as always. Thanks for having me. Take care. You too. Dr. Cliff Redford, Cliff the Vet, joining us here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.